unless you're like Amazon or iTunes or people are shopping from your site, they're probably going to come there maybe once or twice. I said, but it's the once or twice that they come there that is so important. Hello and welcome to the Music Industry Blueprint Podcast. Now, I started this podcast as a way to give you access to the thoughts, ideas, and suggestions from people who actually work every day in the music industry on how to move your music career forward. Now, I'm blessed to have helped launch the career of superstar Taylor Swift, and I served as her manager for two years. I currently manage American Idol winner Trent Harmon, consult Scott Borchetta and the Big Machine Label Group, and have been helping thousands of artists around the world navigate the music industry. By the way, contrary to popular belief, there is no one-size-fits-all model when it comes to the music industry. So check out my website, rickbarker.com. Take the quiz, and I will send you information specific to you to help you make sure that you are on the right track. Enjoy the podcast. Helping you navigate the music industry, here's Rick Barker with the Music Industry Blueprint Podcast. Hello. Good to finally meet you in person. I know. I've been hearing your name for for years now. It well, and what's funny, like, well, and I've been reading your articles and and plagiarizing your stuff for years. So <laughs> we'll take it. We'll take it. <laughs> hey, I always give credit, but it's like <laughs> you know what I told somebody one time. I said when when friends of mine they'll always go, Rick, you always buy the programs of the other music people, and you're a music person too. I said. Yes, because they know things that I don't. And if I don't support their cause, then I have to go learn that shit. I said, and I don't have enough hours in the day. So when people like you will create these articles, all I do sometimes, I'll tell you what I do, is I take your link, Mm -hmm. I put it in Designer, I give you credit as the author, and I make a really pretty ebook out of it and a PDF (laughs) that people can carry on their phones and download and read because they're lazy. And they're like, I mean, I have so many Dave Cool PDFs that I've shared with other artists. And then on certain things, it's like I'll say, if it's like an ebook, I'll say, hey, here, go sign up so that, you know, they can get into the system because yeah. those are the blogs they need anyway, you know? Yeah. And that's one of the sections in my program, as I said, the stuff I listen to, the stuff I read, you know, how do I fill myself? It's with the Banzoogle blog, the CD Baby blog, you know? It's like, yeah. Ari's take, you know, it's like people out there that are actually doing the work. And then there's Gary V's podcast and go, you know, read this. And I perpetual uh, traffic. If you want to learn everything in the world about Facebook marketing, you know, there's all <laughs> exactly. kinds of stuff. But yeah, first well, I really appreciate thank that. You for uh, being brilliant. Let me start with that. <laughs> well, wait, wait to butter me up first thing. No, I appreciate it. it. But it's I'll true. Take it. it is. It's like, you know, sometimes I'll read an article. And it will inspire a podcast because I do I do two podcasts a week, and one of them is more like a live on the drive where I'm just kind of in the car recording my thoughts, whether I read something, heard something, something just happened with one of my artists that I think is a teaching situation. Some parent just sent me the most ridiculous email, which I think is a great teaching situation, yeah, <laughs> or I learned some good. cool little tech trick or something yeah. like that, so... Yeah, oh, your, awesome. your, your stuff's inspired a lot. But uh, the main reason that I wanted to chat with you was, one, I want to talk websites. Mm-hmm. I want to talk some of the, the changes that Banzoogles made. Uh, full disclosure, 10 years ago, I had a Banzoogle account. Okay. Uh, uh-huh. And I am not a musician. And I was begging 
for you guys to try to do some cool internet marketing stuff, but you stay true to who you were and whoever was the person at the time said, that's really not what we do. We're mm-hmm. going to hate to see you go, but that's just yeah. kind of not what it is that we do. And I was pissed, and I'll tell you why I was pissed. I was pissed because the customer service at Bandzoogle was so good, I was willing to go try to build my website on a band platform just because yeah. of the customer service. <laughs> because you were the only people that I could ever get in a decent amount of time to get my chat back or return yep. an email. So I hated to go, but I also, for a while was very all in on WordPress. And yep. I, I said to people, I said, look, I says, you know, you really got to learn that you want to control the things that you control. And, you know, if, if, if a website can't, here's the things that you need to do. And I kind of went more into the WordPress theme now and then the whole SEO thing. And then I started thinking, mm-hmm. if you think about what SEO is, no one's, if they're, if they're typing in your band name, that's not SEO. You know, it's like that's the second step of SEO. Now they've discovered you. Now they want to go find you. So as I'm watching now with what you guys have added as far as your email features, what you guys are added as far as the store goes uh, with the, you know, you keep 100% of the commissions as the artist and the fact that you're allowing other players but your own, I'm now back on the Bandzoogle bandwagon, (laughs) and that's why I wanted to have this conversation with you. So. Awesome. Yeah, we've the company has changed a lot in 10 years, obviously. I've been there for seven and I was originally hired as a part-time blogger. So every I wrote every blog post for five years and now I've edited, outlined, and assigned every blog post in the last wow. two or three. But um, yeah, the platform is in the last, I'd say, three years, we've taken leaps and bounds. I mean, we're a small company. We're a staff of 25, but we power over 35,000 websites for musicians. And our support team, as you mentioned it before, and I appreciate it, it's the number one compliment I get when I travel to conferences. Every, yes. The first thing people say is that your support is amazing. And, like, yeah. Yeah. Uh, they and really if it's are. a girl, she's like, can I marry Louie? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> He's so informative and so polite. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah, yeah no doubt. But um, yeah, and we just added um, integration with Stripe and Easy Post to our e-commerce. Uh, we're adding a taxation integration. Um, there's a lot of stuff that we're never going to build out ourselves, and we know that our members want to use it. So we add integrations with companies that offer streamlined you know, integration so you can do everything within – the control panel at Banzoogle and do all of these more advanced sales um, type things within the Banzoogle store. And there's, there's lots more in the way. I mean, our roadmap is never ending, of course, but well, uh, we're going to be like- that's, that's what's cool. And one of the things that I, that early on, a lot of people felt like, well, Rick, I really don't need a website because I have a Facebook page and I have a Twitter and an Instagram. And that's kind of where I talk to my fans. And so it took me a while to kind of educate them on why that wasn't necessarily a good move. And then it's like, then they get really bummed out when I said, and by the way, unless you're like Amazon or iTunes or people are shopping from your site, they're probably going to come there maybe once or twice. I said, but it's the once or twice that they come there that is so important. You know, it's like, do you have a pixel? I said, when they get there, they want to see you, hear you, and follow you. Main things they're looking for are tour dates. What's your social platform so that they can find you? Give them some music so that they can hear it. And and then they were like, well, then why would I want to invest in something that they're only going to come to? I said, because you're constantly going to be getting new traffic. 
and you need to send people from the stage to something that you own. Own. When did yeah. you start see as you've been doing this for a while? What's a little bit about your of your background before getting to Banzoogle that they would come to you and say, dude, would you write our blogs? Obviously, what's the story of Dave Cool besides having the coolest <laughs> last name? Um, yeah, I lucked out on that one. When I was an actor musician, everyone thought it was a stage name, which would have been really lame. But uh, Well, it's in your signature. It says, and yeah. yes, this is my real name. <laughs> Comes up every day, but it's all good. Um, so the reason they hired me was because I had made a documentary. I've been in music since I could crawl, musician, record label, studio, all that fun stuff. And I made a documentary film about the music industry in 2005 about the changes taking place that were benefiting independent musicians. And it was called What is Indie? And the founder of CD Baby, Derek Sivers, was in it. The founder of Sonic Bids, Panos Pane, was in it. And at the time, it was like iTunes was the number seven music store. Other Like this is and free social media, like, MySpace came YouTube out. YouTube didn't come on what, the plane until 2006. No, no, YouTube. MySpace had just started, and I yeah. used MySpace to promote the movie, but it wasn't a topic that came up because it wasn't ubiquitous yet. In the, right. you know, so pre social media. And I don't know if you ever knew Peter Spellman at Berkeley. He wrote a bunch of books yes. uh, in the 2000s. He was in the film. So, anyways, <clears throat> I did it on my own DIY style and put it out, and it, it, reached an audience. Indie was a bit of a buzzword. Like I did interviews for Newsweek, CNN, um, every media outlet up here in Canada. So it kind of became a calling card for me in industry. And Banjigal hired a CEO seven years ago, uh, who, who left a couple of years ago, David, I think, you know, no, met him, David Dufresne. Yes. Uh, yeah. So <clears throat> he was at a music conference with some of the folks at Sonic Bids and he was like, Oh, I'm going to write a blog post about, uh, tips for musicians attending music conferences. And one of the staff from Sonic Bids knew me because their boss was in my movie. And she's like, there's a guy in your hometown that just released a free 50 page ebook about music conferences for musicians. You should probably talk to him. <laughs> now, where are you so, at in Canada? I'm in Montreal. Okay. Yeah, we're officially based in Montreal, but we're 100% remote. So we all we have staff all across North America and Europe. When uh, um, we get together once a year Off for a topic, company, I have a client in town who I was having lunch with. Yeah. Who she's from Montreal. Oh, is that right? Yeah. May I ask who it is? Yeah, her name's Paulina Grace. Uh, she's you. You won't know her yet. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah. So a, nice. another story. After we get done, I'll share. You'll crack up. But I'll be in Montreal <laughs> with my daughter, who's taking French. And every year I take her. Last year's daddy-daughter trip was Toronto. This year it's Montreal. So, Oh, amazing. Yeah. Well, if you want any or need any info or want any recommendations. We will and we do, yes. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> no, I, I just want yeah. to go there and figure that shit out on my own. No, I'm a rebel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Are you going to be at Canadian Music Week, by the way? In, uh, I am. In May? I'm speaking twice. Yeah, I'll be oh, nice. BMW. Yeah, I'll, I'm Very doing cool. – uh, one of them is we're talking about the TV show The Launch, which I'm involved in. Yep. And – uh, just kind of go behind the scenes and what artists can do to better prepare for what for the floodgates that Bell Media is about to open up for them. And we have proof on what it's able to do. And then they've asked me to moderate a conference that, uh, on bridging the gap between the U.S. and Canada. So mm. I'll be Sorry. doing that one at like nine in the morning and then mine is at like three or something. So, oh, nice. Are you there? I wasn't supposed to be, but now I'm going to be there, but only I'm literally flying in in the morning and flying out in the afternoon. I have a meeting of with SoCan uh, Thursday, the 10th. Yeah, I'm, I'm there the 9th and 10th, and then I fly out the night of the 10th. So 
Okay, cool. So we'll figure it I'll, out. We'll figure it out because I'm going to be around for hours. So. Yeah. Okay, perfect. Um, All right. So back to the regularly scheduled story before Rick interrupted. Dave had no just worries. been approached after owner of Banzoogle found out he had 50-page ebook Ready, go. <laughs> exactly. So David sat down. So David invited me. I got an email from him. And I, I had been a Banzoogle user since 2005. Okay. So right – or 2004, the first year they – sort of officially had launched. I was using it for my record label and I used it for my documentary film website. So I already knew the company. I loved them. And um, I sat down with David and I had just finished a, a four-year stint as a program director at a couple of venues up in Montreal and I was burned out. And he offered me a job on the spot and I said, no. Ah. <laughs> so, because I was like, look, I will give you guys blog articles whenever I write them. I love you guys. I've been using you guys for years, but I'm just not looking. I'm, I need some time off. And anyways, he was persistent. And uh, long story short, uh, seven years later, um, he's no longer at the company, but I, I just had lunch with him two weeks ago. We're still Great. very close. What's he doing now? So he went to Bandcamp for a year after, and then he is now gone back to his roots. He's running his own VC fund uh, awesome. in in Canada. So not just music startups, but obviously cool. some music startups. I think he's involved with the Benji Rogers blockchain initiative and, of course. Yeah. and some others. So he was at South by judging the startup competition. I think he'll be at CMW doing their startup uh, competition Very as well. Cool. So yeah, so that's Very what he's up cool. to now. So uh, some of the things that I tell artists, you know, right now with email marketing, with the ability for them to track, what are some of the things mistakes that you still see artists making when it comes to their websites that you would love for them to just know about um i think one of the most common things i i see with artists website is either well first and foremost just trying to do too much and having too much content um Sometimes you land on a page and it's just you're, you're overwhelmed with information and content and yep. there needs to be a focus, a clear call to action. Someone lands on your site. What do you want them to do? Right. <laughs> you know? right. Um, and so that's one big thing. The other one, the other most common thing is, is so basic, but is just professional imagery, right. professional photos. Um, it's, I tell artists all the time, if, if you're, if the images on your site are low res, poorly cropped, poorly lit, yep. people are going to make a judgment on your music before ever hearing it because they're going to get this negative impression landing on your site because you're like, ah, oh, this doesn't look very professional. And it's amazing what professional photos can do to elevate. The and brand. nowadays, if you have a, uh, a a tripod, you can take professional photos with an iPhone Seven. You just course, get proper exactly. lighting and these things. Yeah. One of the biggest mistakes that I still. Uh, see made is that there's no music on the front page of their website. <laughs> yeah. It's like that's up there. You or or people will send me a, a a tweet and they'll say, "Hey, dude, would you take a look and listen to some of my music?" And then they don't leave me a link. They expect me to come back. Yes, I would be more. It's like, and then I go to their website and I'm having to hunt it down or track it down. And you know, uh, some of them are still trying. It's like make sure that your music, if you can. And some themes don't allow it, but I love a music player above the fold. I yeah. love that. It's like when I'm there, I, I just <clears> want to <throat> hear you, you know, or if it's yeah. a video, let me be able to see and hear you at the same exact time. Uh, yeah. You guys are doing uh, a thing now, too, uh, in your – I don't know if it's called premium or pro or whatever it is, but you guys are also offering now the video option on yeah. the website, that cool little people – 
don't when you see the cool video playing and you're also offering an EPK. Are people still utilizing the EPKs in your opinion? Um yeah, it's actually going back to our blog, our consistently mo- the most popular posts on our blog are EPK related. So Interesting. Uh, there's two or three of them that we've written over the last few years. And one of them is because we have a preset page template for EPKs. Right. So you can just create an EPK page and just fill in the content, but it's all laid out for you and you can customize it if you want. But those posts drive the most trials to Banzoogle from our blog. Okay. It's amazing. So, so artists still feel they, they need an EPK and like the EPK specific services like the Sonic Bids and Reverb Nations of the World, sure. um, you know, still are still around Sonic Bids. Not sure what's going on with them to be honest, but, um, more and more artists are like, yeah, I need a website, but yeah, I'd like to have everything in one place rather than sending them away to, a profile on another service. Correct. And a service that you have to pay for a lot of times. Exactly. So for those yeah. of you that might not know what an EPK is, it's an electronics press kit. And what's good about them is it's a location that you could send a potential anyone interested in you, whether it be a booking agent, whether it be a potential manager, a record label, let's say you're looking for branding or sponsorship. And on this electronic press kit, they need to be able to see you, hear you, and contact you. And a lot of times what you're given the opportunity to do, especially if you're sending it to a promoter or a booker, is you can upload high-res images that they can use in their advertising. If you want to have a place where you've got great reviews, it's everything in one location that basically tells your story and says you're a badass because you want somebody to work with you in some capacity. And a lot of times I was having people on their WordPress site, just create an extra page and have it all on there. But you guys have it a wee bit organized and much better looking than someone trying to (laughs) – that doesn't know how to write code, trying to do it all on their WordPress site. So like I mentioned at the beginning, you know, for a while there I was telling people, you know, you're going to need to have email. You're going to need to have a a store. You're going to need to have a website. You're going to need to have hosting. And when you can get all that now – for you know under 20 bucks all in one place now i'm back on on board you know and soon as i saw that i'm like okay everything that i'm telling people on their checklist make sure you have your email service provider make sure you have this and what i mean by email service provider folks it's not like a gmail address it's like a mailchimp or a get response or an aweber a place where you can collect emails and then have consistent communication on auto without you necessarily having to be there or send out to mass people. Do you guys have restrictions on the, so like if I'm on get response, I pay myself 160 bucks a month. I have a list of about, you know, 15,000 people. Do you guys have restrictions on those numbers or can they upgrade if needed? Yeah, exactly. So there's three plans. I think the light plan is, let's just go pro. No one needs light. They need the EPK. They need all the bells. Their business, if you're serious, you go straight pro. So yeah. on the pro so plan, it says unlimited. Unlimited. unlimited, yeah. And now if you do have a list that's sizable, I believe we stagger out um, how to. many emails go out per day yeah. as a safeguard because you can get flagged very yep. easily and that shuts down the service for everyone. Now so. let me ask you this then. So let's say that I still wanted to remain with, let's say somebody has get response. Is there a way mm-hmm. now, and there is actually now because you guys let HTML on the front page, they could yep. put their own opt-in box on the front yep, page exactly. and run another ESP with it. 
Correct. Yeah. That's- any any widgetable service, whether it's okay. e-commerce or email, uh, we have an HTML feature. So even though we have those tools built in, some you know some members are sort of more advanced in their email marketing. They want to use Mailchimp, so they embed Mailchimp, and you can match awesome. you know the, the style of it. And the cool part is if none of this makes sense to you, their customer service folks make it make sense. Yeah. So, dude, I, like I said, I, I just wanted a chance to, to let people, you know, I'm, I'm all in right now on really making sure that people have the tools that they need. I told them, you know, I've been doing the education side of this now for about five years. And for a while it was, you know, I would have to go and then I would tell you what everybody wanted. And then I'll, here's what a publisher wants. And here's, then I'm like, screw that. I just want to be the expert that has connections to the experts. I don't want to know everything. Then I got (laughs) to learn too much, you know? So right now it's like being able to find other people. My, my goal is to help educate people on how to utilize these tools. You know, it's, it's funny because you brought up Benji and I had, I had helped like nine bands in a row run these real successful pledge music campaigns and they kept calling mm-hmm. going, why are your artists so successful i said because we start three months out preparing our audience for exactly. this you know most people just show up when they need crap and expect everybody to happen and uh i i said you know i said what i want to become benji and and i love benji and he's a brilliant man as i said benji mm-hmm. i said i want to become the video version of all these cool sites frequently asked questions I yeah. want to go in because people are lazy and they don't read, but you could take frequently asked questions, create really cool social media content teaching pieces out of it, and then be able to drive folks. So that's what I've been really wanting to do is to say, look, you're going to need a website. You're going to need all these other things as well. Here's a place that you can get all of them, and they understand you and speak your language because they are you. That's another thing I don't yeah. think people understand. The folks that are answering these questions, most of them are musicians. If not all, I mean, I can't say all of them because there's some guys that are producers and managers and other (laughs) things, but a good majority of these folks, they're, they're, they're just like the person asking the question and they use the product. Yeah. Who better to get instructions? Yeah, hundred percent. Exactly. The overwhelming majority of our staff are musicians and at least married to one. Okay. (laughs) um, Like our, our uh, support manager, um, is away this week because his, his band is launching their album. So he's, he's like gone out on a mini tour. So that happened. Like that's such a regular occurrence within our company that, Oh, this, you know, this person has to head out on tour for a little bit. So we got to figure out how to, you know, replacing them in the schedules and stuff. Is, so it's, awesome. uh, it's very much a music culture. Yeah. Awesome. Well, Dave, I super appreciate you. For those of you listening to the podcast, don't worry. I will have information on how to connect with band Zoogle dot com in the show notes also too if you just found me and you're really interested in moving yourself forward stop by my website rickbarker.com grab a free copy of the book if you haven't done so yet i would love for you to subscribe and share this podcast the goal is to help educate as many folks as we can trying to make make their themselves heard like i told you i don't write a song but if i can help you get that song in front of somebody else i'll take the credit for the emotion that it gave them and i will see you guys on the next podcast ciao I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Music Industry Blueprint Podcast. Be sure to subscribe and tell a friend. Remember, there is no one-size-fits-all model when it comes to the music industry. So check out my website, rickbarker.com, take the quiz, and I will send you information specific to you to help make sure that you are on the right track. 
You've been listening to the Music Industry Blueprint Podcast with Rick Barker. You can follow Rick on Twitter at Rick Barker Music. And remember, you don't drown by falling into the water, you drown by staying there.